Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. MMA Roast the Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Toothless Tom Galicchio. I am at the Pachanga Casino. I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Listen, people, uh, time to get high. Uh, if you want to get high, there's only one place to do it, and that's LA Speedweed. Okay, they deliver everything. They deliver marijuana, edibles, vapes, whatever, CBD oil. I'm telling you, my back is killing me. I, I rub this stuff on my back. It's better than any aspirin or Bayer or anything else I've taken, and uh, and, and they you could you get you get money off if you use uh, roasted you get ten percent off ten dollars off a hundred dollars or more, um, and you know Jeff Sessions is outlawing marijuana as we speak or trying to, so get it now store up stock up pretend it's like a world war and you got to stock up uh, and you know because you never know when you're gonna get uh, able to get marijuana again so speedweed.com these guys rule my friend Gino he runs it. Trust me on this one. If you, uh, if you need to get high or you, you want to just feel better about yourselves, uh, speedweed.com. So here we go. I'm here with Toothless Tom Galicchio, uh, one of my favorite people ever. How are you, man? I'm doing good, Adam. I'm doing good. I'm actually, I'm going to call up Speedweed <laughs> after you just put that uh, advertisement out. That was a hell of a promo. Do they uh, deliver out here to, to Mexico? They do. They do. They absolutely do. Now, I'm looking at you, Tom. You have like a, a bionic arm right now. Um, it looks like like your, your left arm has a huge brace. What happened? Well, um, it actually happened in my last fight. I don't know if you saw my last fight. I was fight. there. Oh, good. lucky you. <laughs> so, uh... I got my ass kicked pretty bad last fight, and somewhere within that ass kicking, my bicep tore. Now, it uh, affected nothing of the outcome. It's just more of a testament to how good James Krause beat the shit out of me that night. Listen, that fight, I was at that fight, and uh, you were definitely, you were the people's champ in that fight. Um, everyone in the crowd was rooting for you. Everybody was, uh, nothing against James Krause, but you definitely, it was like Rocky uh, in that fight, and like, but... Kraus had you on the feet, but people knew if you got him to the ground, things, and you almost got him in the first round. How close were you in that first round to getting him down? I was pretty close in the first one, but he was—he did his homework. I mean, he's a high-level black belt as well, and it was—it was close. But he made some quick adjustments to keep my, I, I guess, leg from getting in, um, and I—I kind of missed out on a few crucial things to really get the submission. But you know. It was definitely threatening. I almost thought I had it in the bag. You, he actually like, sort of, like, smiled afterwards during the fight. He looked at you like, you almost got me. He, uh, now, was it hard? For, and you guys are friends. And I know James Krause. He's one of those dudes that, like, if you have a daughter, you'd want him to date your daughter. Uh, just seems like a real respectable guy. 
kind of a by the books guy, no bullshit, no nonsense. You 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 get what you see and and uh, you see what you get. It's just sort of like he seemed like a real good guy. Was it hard to fight a guy like that? Well, it's not hard to fight him because I wanted to get in the UFC and by any means necessary. I found no problem to fight him and come at him like a banshee. But um, I, I got to actually give him a little credit. He fought everybody in the room, Kraus. His Ramsey was on the top bunk, and then me and Jesse Taylor were in the other two bunks. So Kraus fought everybody in the room, so he probably had no problem putting it aside. I, man, I wanted to win, and I wanted to get that UFC win, so I had no problem punching him in the face. Now, he was, uh, he was definitely had the advantage of striking. Now, you took that fight on what, uh, uh, two days' notice? No, I, we knew about it. I had a feeling I was going to get called up. You know, there, there's no excuses to be made. I just got my shit pushed in. I took, <laughs> I took more open shots to the mouth than a two-dollar hooker in Vegas. So if you <laughs> now, if you knew you were fighting him again, like what would you do differently? You know what? I, I could have worked my wrestling a little more. Um, I, I got was a little gun shy out there. I mean. You know, I, I had to put in more volume, and um, I would have definitely done the camp a little bit differently and just gone back to my roots and wrestled a, a lot more. Speaking of Jesse Taylor, so Jesse won the Ultimate Fighter. He's your teammate. Then he gets popped for, I don't know, explain to me what happened. Apparently, this is what he told me, and um, I've never seen Jesse do anything, so as far as I know, he's innocent in my eyes. Uh, he was took some supplements from some witch doctor and then it had uh had some sort of female fertility drug in it that's on the on the ban list so i don't know if he's just trying trying to pull a Fallon fox over there or uh wait 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 what why is he going to witch doctors what what is he what, 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 what he, he's a california guy you know how you get these california cats are they believe in everything holistic and good uh. vibes Vibes don't make it out to the tri-state area. I, I, I learned about vibes when I moved to Southern California. So he went to some lady who's like basically said like some kind of earthy lady. Yeah, and some sort of herbal doctor who believes in home and he made some sort of supplement probably out of his bathtub or oh you God. know, like how we used to fill those glass bottles with the sand. He was probably doing that with supplement. What, I mean, what a guy. I mean, what a disaster. The guy it, got kicked out of the Ultimate Ultimate Fighter, you know, because he was way too immature for that does a redemption season wins the whole thing i was rooting for him beats diego lima beats james Krause, beats lima pretty badly actually yeah and then gets popped and i'm like oh it's definitely one of those like where you just like biff yourself like fuck apparently it was very trace amounts and it ha and he went to this doctor before he was even out for the out for the show Oh, so it's been some time. They said it was trace amounts and he's been tested. We've been tested to get on the show. So how long is he out for? Uh, I think he's coming up soon. I think it was like nine months. And okay. He'll be back. Okay. He'll be back and he'll do the same thing. We always see Jesse do. <laughs> he always fights the same way. Like from the first ultimate fighter this way, he'll still be doing that. Did you know, did you have a feeling he was going to win it? Uh, I definitely knew he was one of the top competitors, especially with Gerard Harris being out. Which, actually, I took Gerard's spot. Right. Yeah, I was an alternate. Me and, actually, Justin Edwards were an alternate. So, I knew Jesse was a, a tough matchup. Although, something interesting, I think uh, Je Jesse's toughest matchup would have been Joe Stevenson. Or somebody who was really? grapply off their back. Yeah, he, he's been uh, caught by guys off of his back. You know, the guy being who could get up a quick arm bar or something. 
So I think Joe or, or somebody non-traditional would have been his tougher matchup, whereas he would have sma- like he smashed the other higher-ranked guys. Right. In the- yeah, I actually t- I took a break from the Ultimate Fighter until this season. And I really, really enjoyed this season because I, I knew everybody. It wasn't like I was – and I, I really liked it. I, I actually I ran into Junie Browning. Uh, he came to a comedy show. He said he was, he went, he was almost up for it too. Yeah, he was and, out there with us. We did a, I went to an open mic after that, and Junie came with me. Junie really? Met, me, Junie, and Mehdi, and I did an open mic at some bar in Vegas. Whereas like me and one other white guy, and the rest of them were rappers, and it was just me and other white guy <laughs> in collared shirts. Doing comedy at the middle of this bar. And Junie actually, I mean, you know, he came to the show. He was super nice, respectful. I, I fucked with him a little bit in the crowd. And then afterwards, I mean, he was very hard on himself. He was saying how everyone, he still thinks everyone hates him. And he always came across like an asshole and this and that. You know, he had definitely has not let that go. But he seemed like he was in a pretty good place. Especially, He's- you know, re- relative to where he was at. He's a good guy. Uh, that was my only time meeting him. Actually, when he walked in the room, I didn't recognize him. I'm like, who let the bad guy from the Power Rangers <laughs> in? Because he's, he's kind of looking like that guy. Yeah. But he was super cool. We had a lot of fun in Vegas. And Ju- Junie's a good dude. And it sounds like he's got a good head on his shoulders. And, and he's getting it together. He definitely is above 200 pounds probably by now. Uh, but he says he, like, he says he went to, goes to Jackson, still fucks everyone up in jiu-jitsu. Like, he has... A lot of skill if he actually got it together he says that they offer him a lot of fights still but the fights that they're offering him are like they give him hey a thousand dollars to fight a guy who's 19 and 0 from brazil and he's like no like i'm not doing that you know i want to actually if he fights someone he wants good money and which makes sense um now let's get to you because you are first time i met you actually was here i, I was doing comedy and you came by yourself and sat in the front, and I was like, who is this guy? But you were very respectful, and you were very likable, and I'm like, I automatically liked you. I made fun of you, but I, don't know, I, I liked you right away. And then when you smiled, I noticed your tooth was gone. I, have a, I had the time a, a tooth missing as well, because uh, I have a fake tooth from getting hit by a car. By the way, how, have you ever put a flipper in or tried to fix that? I did, and I actually just lost my flipper. Really? So I can't get a new one, because I still think it's somewhere in my room. But uh, yeah, I lost it. And I kind of started uh, taking it out after the Ultimate Fighter. I would act the first season. I would actually put it in for some interviews and take it out. <laughs> that was just kind of a joke for me. Right. Know? The little things make me laugh. So let's talk about you. So growing up, you grew up in Tom's River, New Jersey. Howell, New Jersey. Okay. Is that, now, now, did you know Frankie Edgar growing up? Yeah, actually. When I was a senior in high school, he still wrestled in college. We had the same uh, wrestling coach off-season, uh, elite wrestling, a guy named Steve Rivera. Um, and he called Frankie in to kick my ass. I got maybe the first takedown on Frankie, and then he proceeded to just beat the shit out of me for it. And then a few. But years, he was in college. You got a takedown on him, and you were. In high I got school. one. He was. He, it was the first one. He was probably you know, you know how it is. You sneak one in. I snuck one in, yeah. and then. He, I think he got like 23 more than me. And I'm heavier than him, too. That happened to me, actually, recently. I went, I went back to high school that I used to coach at. One of the kids I used to coach took me down. He was like, like a junior now in high school. And then I was like, all right, now, now, now it's business. That happens. They, these high school kids can do that. They can definitely sneak one up on you. But you must have been feeling pretty good when you got a tip down on Frankie Edgar. Oh, I, I felt great. And I didn't know how good he was until after he proceeded to beat me up. Because, you know... <laughs> He was a call. He was in Clarion, and um, I just knew my ho- coach held him to high regard. And 
Then after that, I saw he was a stud. And then eventually he was starting fighting, and I asked my coach where he was fighting. So, so what, when did you start wrestling? I started in fourth grade. Fourth grade. And that, was that the only sport you did in high school? or I, I threw the shot put a little bit um, in uh, middle school. Nice. Then but a bunch of black kids came on the team, and I couldn't beat them. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I had potential for the next year, but then these athletic basketball player kids came on and they were breaking the school's all-time records. And there was, there was no future at shot put for me. Now, uh, in high school, were you were you a popular kid? Did you get the girls? Did you, were you kind of a nerdy guy? What, what were you like in high school? I just used to, I was always kind of quiet. I wasn't a nerd because I didn't I wasn't well in academics enough to be a nerd. I I was always with the the rough crowd, and we would just uh. I wasn't like uh, I always tried to do things that were funny and I, that would make me laugh. Like, all right, one time I snuck out in high school so I could proceed to go to walk to my friend's house so we could sketch me out in chalk and we put stole his dad's police tape and taped <laughs> off a part of the the road and we would camcorder cars coming by to see what, what they would do. And what did they do? They would either run away, some of them <laughs> would sneak real close, some people would. So come people, away. there was like a dead body there. Yeah, yeah, it was me chased out. <laughs> Just retard kids. All right, so so you did that in high school. Now, did you have girlfriends? Did you did you get laid at all? Yeah, I got I got laid. I mean, it took me a little bit at first, but once I once I picked up at the ripe age of seventeen, you know, right, I kept it going. And how did you do wrestling wise? I was a good wrestler. I, I I think I mentally lacked the edge or confidence because I would always lose to kids who one of the kids I lost to who won state I lost to by a point in overtime. I was always I would always lose to them by a point or Did two. you make the state? No, I got knocked out in the regions, region 6 in Jersey. Region 6, do you ever you ever like you take second in regions, third in regions or No, I got knocked out and actually the kid who knocked me out in third ended up winning state. Uh yeah, I I, I know that. That was like the nationals. I, I lost to a kid who took third. Now I got knocked out in nationals and I was so pissed cuz then he lost to the kid who took first. It was like it was one of those things in my high school it was so stupid. If you lost to a kid and and that kid won, you got to advance. So Blair Academy was the number one team. In of course. So everyone would hope to get a Blair kid. And in one national finals, Blair had every kid. It was like a dual meet for them, except for one kid that like, didn't make it. I don't know who that kid was. I'm sure he got teased. But it was like, uh, this is ridiculous. But they had a lot of postgrads, so that really wasn't that fair. A lot of kids that should have been freshmen in college yeah, get an yeah. extra year of high school to get into a better college, which didn't make, didn't make any sense to me. But I, I wrestled like one of those kids. Uh, what was it? Um... The other school like Blair that's really good in New Jersey slips my head right now. It's another one where they recruit and again lost by a point. It was a mental thing. So did you end up going to college? Uh, yeah, I did community college. Uh, didn't have a wrestling team. I got like half a scholarship. Still not enough to pay for college. So I decided to start fighting after that. Are you an uh, only child? No, I got a brother and a sister. How old are they? Sister's like 40-something. Oh, she's way older. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm third marriage, baby. Oh, you're third marriage. So are you the only child from that marriage? No, my brother's a year older than me. Oh, okay. Are you guys close, you and your brother? Yeah, we're close. He's super smart, and I'm just... Did I'm, he, I'm he, the tank, and he's the think tank. <laughs> Did he beat you up as a kid? No, no. I was always the, the brute growing up. So you beat him up? Well, he got picked on a lot, because he was really smart, so he's very socially awkward. Like, he's Mensa, smart, like, genius. So that makes you socially Did you stick up for him at all? Of course. I used to always fight the older kids when I was younger. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's how I got into fighting. I just liked it, and I had you to You beat up it. the kids that are picking on your older brother. Yeah, yeah. And we'd get into scraps together, and... 
Nice. Hell yeah. So it, it, it was definitely hard to see my brother get picked on back then, but it definitely made us who we are. So you go to college. Did you, uh, did you finish community college? I did four years and then I retired. Four years of community college? Yeah. <laughs> then I retired. It was supposed to be two years? Yeah. <laughs> you did four years? Uh-huh. Did you kept, you kept failing community college? Yeah. Well, I would have fights. Then I wouldn't do any of the homework those last few weeks. Now, when did you did you what? Now, you were training mixed martial arts back then. I had my first pro fight at nineteen. So right after my, in the middle of my first semester of college, I now did you fighting. take a jujitsu class or go to school for there out in New Jersey? It was in New Jersey, Brookdale Community College. Um, I just asked my wrestling coach. I said, "Hey, Frankie Edgar's fighting. Where's he fighting? I want in." So I joined the fight team he was at, Rhino Fight Team, and. Six months later, I was fighting. Wow. Now, you walk into this Rhino fight team, and Frankie Edgar's there. It was just a bunch of brutes from New Jersey, and I was super intimidated. Big Jack dude, prison dudes. like Really? Yeah, like fight team, fight team. And I you're mean, a 19-year-old kid. Walking in, everybody's got tattoos. I don't got a tattoo. Do they have instructors there? Yeah, we had a good group of instructors. Um, we had a jiu-jitsu coach. Um, was more of a catch-wrestling, grappling coach. Um, we had a striking coach, a mixed coach. We were kind of a, it was kind of like a Pat Militich gym. The guy, uh, Rob Garino mimicked the Pat Militich gym. So you guys have like open sparring and stuff? Yeah, it was kind of like any, you know, it was like if you were good at wrestling, you taught wrestling. We had a black belt show up. So we were just a bunch of guys who kind of mixed in and, and, and everybody kind of knew a little bit but of everything. But you must have got your ass kicked at first. Oh, Yeah. I, I remember I went against some guy who's getting ready for a Muay Thai fight day two. Go spar him. But he's got a fight, so don't hit him too hard. He beat the shit out of me. But did you know any Muay Thai at that point? No. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I'm supposed to fight him. So you go in. There's a Muay Thai guy. You have some high school wrestling experience. Yeah, yeah. But you've never thrown a punch in your life at that point? or except for I, I, I went to the PAL a few times. So. PAL. Yeah. So they had boxing there? Yeah, they did boxing. I tried that for a few months younger, but no real experience. They didn't... And you're going up against a, a Muay Thai. Did they have belts in Muay Thai? Uh, he was getting ready for a Muay Thai fight and now in New York. And now is he going all out against you? Oh, yeah. He beat the shit out of me. He was a light heavyweight. And then at that point, like I remember I sparred like one time at New York Sports Club uh, in the boxing class against a, a professional boxer, and my head hurt. Yes. The rest of the night, for like three days, I had headaches. Now, I mean, you must have... Headaches. Complete headaches. Headaches. Now, at that point, are you like, what, what, maybe I shouldn't do this? No, I came back the next day. The headache subsided. And then I went and smart. The headache came right back. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, so now you have your first fight. Amateur or just pro? My first fight was pro. I fought a guy named Mark Stevens. He was on one of the ultimate fighters. Okay, so you fight Mark St- Stevens. And how do you, how do, you do against him? I did good. I actually got soccer kicked four times in that fight. Soccer kick? Yeah, yeah. I shot in for a shot. He kicked my ass the first round. Uh, then I shot in in the second round. He soccer kicked me four times in the middle of the shot. The ref separates us and puts me in the corner. I said, hey, wh- why'd you stop the fight? I'm still good. I could still fight. He was like, you got soccer kicked. <laughs> Take a minute. And I'm like... No, I'm doing good. His foot's bleeding. I didn't realize it was coming from my teeth. <laughs> so I was like, oh, his foot's bleeding. Then I, I feel, oh, all right, it's my teeth. They're loose. 
So okay, so he loosens your teeth at this point. Uh, now, but you but you end up winning that fight. I'm looking at this thing. It yeah, was, they, this is April 22nd, 2006. You end up winning this fight. Yeah, they um, take a point from him, and then I saw he was tired. He went all out in the first round, and then I, I won the second round, and then I won the third round. At some point in the third round, it was in ropes. I remember I didn't know I was winning, didn't know if I was losing. Remember, I just grabbed the ropes. I was so pissed about that soccer kick. Grabbed the ropes, and then I put his elbow right into it with the rope there. I just was strangling him with the ropes. But I hit it under my body. So you trying to choke him with the rope? Oh, yeah, like this, like a little gee choke, but I yeah. never had the gee. Now, so, now, so you win this fight. Now, do you get any you get paid for this fight? Oh, no, I sold enough tickets to pay for medicals. A real oh, professional. Oh my God! Now, now your parents at this time, right? Uh, are they with this, or, or are they? Do they come to the fight? Do they support any of this? Yeah, they're not very supportive of it. Of it. And they're probably like, go back to well, community college, but four years. <laughs> yeah, you that's never, not for you. You never finished it. Are they telling you to do construction work or something else? They're like, you, you need to get into sales or something. Okay. You know, every time I come home, I get that talk of like. Hey, you know, you're wasting your life or uh, you're not that good. So I, I noticed, really that, I noticed, that, I noticed that on the show, you said that your parents told you you're wasting your life. Oh, yeah. Now, did they, they, they must have watched that. Did they? They call, were all proud. And yeah, my dad's a little bit more supportive than my mom. My dad's pretty supportive. Do they call you an, after you win the first fight? Do they call you and apologize and say we were wrong? Well, my my mom's like, oh, I'm never going to talk to you about it again. Then. After surgery, it's like a talk. Right. I'm right, like, right. oh, God. I, you know. Are your parents both Italian? Both Italian. Okay. Well, my it. mom's an Italian Jew, so. Oh, okay. So that's a, she, she worries and she's. All right. So then then, then you're fighting Mark, Mike Schneck. Mike Schneck. That was a month later. Not even a month. That was actually three weeks later. You fight Mike Schneck and you win that fight, too. Uh, you know, who, who, who's Mike Schneck? Some guy. It was his first time fight. And, uh, to like Tom, this is who you're fighting, and uh, he's actually pretty tough. Um, he never made it. He, yeah, he never. He never. Well, he was. He was a. You want to split decision? So now you're two and zero. Oh. Now, are you thinking you're the best fighter in the world at this point? Uh, absolutely. I, like, why isn't Dana White calling me up? Two and zero. Oh. I mean, do, do you? The Ultimate Fighter is probably in season one at this point, or two, or. I think it was in three, but I wasn't even twenty one yet. You weren't in twenty one. Now, are you getting any pussy out of this, or any chicks actually watch coming to these fights? Any ring girls, or is there anything you're getting out of this fight other than winning? Uh, a couple of hundred bucks, and I thought I was rich with right. that. We peeled a couple of ring cards of girls along the way. You but said you peeled? Pulled. Pulled, oh, pulled, pulled, pulled. Now, are you living with your parents still? I'm living with my mom. Yes, my parents. Set, parents got, divorced. Yeah. Okay. Parents Sometime di- in high school. So this is your what? Your, your your dad's third divorce. Yeah, my dad's third divorce. And your mom's. First divorce. First divorce. Okay, so he got you. Okay. There's a big age gap. My mom's like 14 years younger, so he's... Uh, All right. My dad definitely... Why did they divorce? Just, you don't even know? Yeah. No, I, I know. I know. Any it's, cheating involved? No, it wasn't cheating. Just drinking. Lots and lots of drinking. From your mom or your dad? No, from my, my dad. Oh, it seems like... Okay, so this is a, rec- a recurring thing. A lot of drinking, alcohol, and then he... Probably charming guy, gets the wives. Well, then, he's about 15 years sober. Oh, good. It, it was a, a, he lost his job and he took it really hard and he picked up drinking as a hobby. Got it. Got and he's it. 15 years sober. What did your dad do? Uh, he just bullshits for a living now. But what, what did he do? No, uh, he's he was uh working for Budweiser for a long time oh, as a supervisor. <laughs> and that's why he, <laughs> right? he loses his job because of drinking. No, no, uh-huh. he lost it. He had a medical reason, right. and then um he didn't realize he was allergic to the bananas and. 
it's a long story, but he lost jobs because of it. And then, uh, then he, he got into drinking after. Like, not even while he was at Bud. He would always have beer, but he'd give it away because he had right. beer. Just something to cope with the problems. Cause, right. Because life's hard and, and drugs and alcohol make it a little easier. Right. Especially, it's a quick answer. But, so. he's, so, but he's sober now. He's been sober. AA, the whole thing? He did AA. So, you know, he's really was peddling God for a few years. And that was probably annoying to you because you seem like Yeah, a- yeah. There's just no... Uh, once they're in the beginning phase, it's like... Whatever their AA tells them is right, and there's no opinion involved. But it's happy. You're happy. He's he's, yeah. he's all in the right. And, and your mom have a job? Oh yeah, she's uh, she's very successful. Uh, she was actually asked to run for mayor of our town. Oh, did she did she run? No, she doesn't really like the Democrats. Oh, she's so, a Republican. Yeah, she's a Republican. All right, and you? I I'm a libertarian. Me too. I, I I like sway. I mean, there are some issues I'm Republican, some I'm Democrat. Like, I, I'm not I'm not across the board or anything. Well, you know what I notice. All right, so we're, everybody hates the president right now, or or at least everybody who's who talks hates the president. Yeah. Not, uh, pe- quiet people don't seem to hate him as much. Right. But um, what does a president even do? Uh, it's, it's people act as if their life is any different than it was a year, two years ago. No, we're still getting fucked. I mean, it, I my, get fucked every year. It doesn't matter what my 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 income has gone up. I, I'm not I'm, I'm not actually saying it's the president. I, I don't think if Hillary was the president, it would have done any different. I'm just saying the economy is good. That's I think that's, that's what most people care about. Uh, but at the same time, the president does some does some things that are just like, okay, you know, there are good people on both sides uh, when it comes to the Nazis. Yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, calling people Pocahontas in front of Native Americans probably isn't the greatest thing, but. At the same time, he does things like this tax cut. A lot of people are saying it's a, it's a good tax cut. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We, we, we will see. Tax season. But I, but I am all for giving people a chance. And and he look, I'm not for the electoral college. I'm for the popular vote. Oh, yeah. The electoral college is a game. And it was a game developed, what, in the 1700s? I mean, it's a different time now. Why not just have the popular vote? The, the, all this would have been everyone complaining. Like, it doesn't make any sense why the, the guy with the most votes doesn't win. But anyway, back to you. So now, you, now you fight another uh, August fifth. You fight Anthony D'Angelo. You lose by armbar in the first round. One minute into it. Now, at, at this point, are you are you like are you crushed? Do you see this coming? Do, do, were you crushed. prepared for the, crushed? Crushed. Yeah, because you never you couldn't see yourself losing. Not at the time. No, are no, are you still training with the animals over in Jersey? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was training with them till the team split up, and that was about two years in. Now jujitsu, were you prepared for the armbar? I mean, were were you seeing it in practice? Um, I, you know what, I, I was actually like got to jujitsu and I was really good at it in the beginning. Well, still am, but like I got good at it fast. Um, it was kind of the thing where I was in it and then I just kind of settled and then that's, it wasn't tight and then it got tight sort of thing. So now looking back, you're like, okay, when something motion, motion would have, would have prevented that. Yes. Yes. And, and th- most of my losses came in the beginning. Uh, I was overconfident in my jujitsu. I'll be like, oh, that's not tight. He can't get it. And then I'll, I'll hang out in that position. And it'll get tight. I think that's a wrestler mindset. You know, I think that for, for me, the reason I tore my ACL was because wrestling, you're always told to toughen out of everything. Like, like yes. okay, don't give up. 
Get off your back. Move. Move. Okay, dude, it's just constantly push. Sometimes in practice, jiu-jitsu, you, 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 as a wrestler, you're like, I can get out of this. I can get out of this. I can toughen up my And then pop, snap, this, that. You're always and, pushing that line. Yeah, always pushing that line. And then I learned the long way. But now you come back. You got your first one. You fight Corey LaPlante two weeks later. So, I mean, now you've had four fights in three months. Your first three months of fighting ever, you have no amateur, you go pro, you have four fights. Uh, is anybody telling you to slow down? Or? No, because we wrestled two tournaments every weekend. Right. So this is just like, uh, and then you, you win by- to compete. And you win by rear naked choke. Now tell me the difference between winning by uh, decision versus, versus actually submitting somebody. I think I got like an extra 100 bucks for pulling that off, 200 bucks which I thought was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I made $400 this fight. I win one of these, I could go on a cruise or something. Do you have any other job at this point? Yeah, I was working at a horse farm, I think, at the time. A horse farm? In New Jersey, yeah. What, what, what were you doing there? Cleaning paddocks, you know, shoveling shit. On, really? Yeah. Mowing lawns and... Did, did you get along with the horses? Yeah. That must have been a kind of cool job. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, sometimes they, they'd bite a little, but... Horses were biting you? Uh, one or two. Where they, where they bite you? Like you'll be in their stall trying to change their bucket, and they'll come up and they'll just nip you like a dog. <laughs> They're like big dogs. That's pretty awesome. So you got to punch them. No, come on. Yeah, you're supposed to hit the horses if they bite you, so really? they know not to hit. Where do you punch them? Right in their face. Come on. R right in their fucking face. That's animal abuse. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. You're supposed to smack their ass. Really? Yeah, we got to give them a, a good hit because you don't want them going around biting people. Ah. Uh. I had heard that Roberto Duran knocked out a horse. That was like the, that was like the urban myth. I'm not sure if, if it happened or not. But, uh, I, I I bet he did. Really? I bet he did. He probably got it right on the button. But now you win your next two fights by rear naked. Well, the next one against Jose Sosana, and then Nate Lamont. You win by. Uh, so now now you're on top. You're on. You're you're what, five and one at this point. Yep. I mean you're 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 killing it. Now the guys you're fighting. Uh, do you feel like? These guys are competitive or... Some of them mixed bag because it's still early. You know, you get who was in front of you. Like uh, Nate Lamont, I think, was 3-1 and one, and I was 4-1 and one at the time. So it was he was the guy doing the same thing in Massachusetts as I was doing down here. So it's like they matched you up more accordingly. I, I think back in the day, it was fighters fighting fighters. I think right now, sometimes you see on the local level, guys fighting cans. Right. Now, do you have a manager setting this up? Uh, just our coach, and I had a manager who was, like, taking 33%. Too. No way. Yeah, he had us all on there. When did you find out that you can't do that? When did you tell him you can't do that? Uh, well, we found out we were getting fucked. We were, 33%? Yeah. We, Fuck. We were uh, just, like, a bunch of Motown singers, you know, just getting taken advantage now, of. Now, is Frankie that. in your gym at this point? Yeah, he was getting taken advantage. We had to go to Kate. We we had a case with the New Jersey Athletic Commission, and we got our contracts overturned. Now, are you training with Frankie? Uh, anymore? I no, have, no, back then. Back then, yes. I, I trained up till about my after my Igor Gracie fight. Now, at this point, Frankie's a star. Yes, he's rising. He just about This is about the time he beat Tyson Griffin. Okay, that which was a great fight. Now, how do you do against him in the room? Frankie's good, man. Frankie will punch you three times for every one time you throw out there. Um, I would give him trouble, but we knew back then Frankie was going to win the world title. Who else is in the room at this point? Uh, there's a, a former UFC fighter, Chris Ligori. He fought in UFC 45 against the guy Keith Rockell. So he was 
back then it was before UFC 100, so he was like a big fish back then. Guy named George Sullivan. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he's getting ready to fight again. What happened to him? He kept testing positive for shit, right? He, he disclosed something to USADA, and it was on the banned substance list. Uh, something with a supplement, too, just like Lyman Good got popped for that. Right. Um, luckily, Lyman Good I apparently won a court case, and I think he's made some money. Oh, good. Yeah, apparently you're putting these uh, supplement companies in check. Good, 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 good. So now you beat Nate Lamott. Now you now you go into a two-fight losing streak, both the submission. You, you fight Chris Reedy and Doug Gordon, and this is 2007. This is your this is your your ninth fight in a year. <laughs> uh, but now at, at this point, are you you know you you lose two in a row? You never lost two in a row before. Are you starting to second guess anything? Yes. Well, no. I, I was five and three, which is a big sway from five and one. But I knew I I made a mistake in both of them. Again, both submission, leaving myself in the submission too long. I've noticed that. Don't assume you're safe, even at a half attempt. Get the fuck out of it. Now, what belt are you at this point? Are you, I wasn't are you, even belted. You weren't even belted. No, we didn't do gi at the time, but we did submissions. We did ret grappling. All right, but then you but then then you go on a. A three fight, four fight tear. You fight Scott Argat, Brian DeMuro, Igor Gracie. Is that, is that a Gracie? Yeah, that's Henzo's nephew. Henzo's nephew. So this is that. This is a big win against Igor Gracie, right? Now, granted, it was his first fight at the time, but he was supposed to win. They picked me for that match. Um, I got the memo. I was supposed to be the opponent, but I don't. I I really didn't get the memo. I I went in there and I put in work and we put in a really good camp and. It was before I was even a white belt. That was a good fight for me. Now, where is this fight? Atlantic City, Tropicana. Atlantic City. And now, were all the Gracies there? Henzo was in this corner. Um, there was a couple there. Gregor Gracie fought that night and got knocked out. So, it was... Uh, it was a bad night for Gracie. It was a bad night for Gracie. Actually, he, he got knocked out by the guy I lost to, Doug Gordon. So, you look over, you see Henzo in the guy's corner. I mean, at this point... I knew you, Henzo was going to be in the corner. But, I mean, is this surreal to you? Because if you're looking in the corner, you're seeing well, Henzo. Well, Frankie Edgar was in my corner. Oh, so, okay. So, you, you got know, Frankie in your corner. I got Frankie in my corner. And I was I was just... I remember getting in the, being in the locker room. Like, man, I'm going to fuck him up tonight. This is going to be my night. And before that, there was definitely times of doubt throughout the training camp. Because, you know, everybody wants to believe the myths and the, the legendary Gracie name. And... It's hard. Uh, even talking with people can be discouraging at times, but it, it's important to remember that everybody's human and you, that uh, acknowledge the work that you have done and not your opponent. Now, are you getting like emails from Brazilians saying you're gonna fucking lose, or your Facebook? Or, no, like, that was MySpace time. Oh, uh, was it? I mean, I'm, I'm like MySpace, or people telling you like you're not gonna beat the Gracie and this and that, and he's gonna submit you and all this stuff. Uh, not so much. Um, it's more like locally, you know, at, at fights and stuff that it's a tough matchup. Oh, you're fighting the Gracie, blah, blah, blah. It, it was more hearsay than you see online now. Did they do the Gracie train? Yeah, they, they did the they Gracie did to train. come out? Really? Yeah. Did you, did you have the Edgar train? The yeah, Edgar train. No, no. Uh, we were more like, uh, like one of those side carts. There's just like <laughs> three of us. Now it went to a decision. Now, did you think in your head like, "Oh, they're gonna give it to him"? No, no. I, I was like, one judge gave me twenty nine, twenty five, or twenty six. Oh, so you, you just dominated him the whole time. I, uh, the second round, I landed like a hundred punches in the round. Ground, ground and pound. Ground and pound. I just the game plan was stay in half guard, don't pass, 
Don't do anything. Don't initiate anything. If you're in guard, get to half guard. Stay. Pin them down. Punch. Why do you want to pass? We don't want to initiate any sort of scramble. Just pin them down in half guard and pass if we hit the ground. You, you never hear that anymore. As uh, People always say pass every time it goes to the ground. You never say actually stay in half guard. Yeah, it depends on who you're fighting. We didn't want to. There was a time I could have mounted him in it because he was dead exhausted in the third. And I was, I remember I was going to mount him. I put my knee over and I remember I called her, get back to half guard, get back to half guard. And I would put it back and continue so you to from mount to half guard. I om- went from almost mount back to my half guard. I was wow. getting my leg over ready, and they was like, "Nope, get back." Get well, you were bring Sakuraba Sak- yeah, the whole time, or no? I, you know what? I, I kind of kicked myself a little bit for not uh, getting that mount like Sakuraba, <laughs> like because that that means a little bit. But yeah. I went back and, and like, all right, let's win this fight. No, absolutely. Then, then you beat Doug Gordon. Yeah, I mean, you're you're killing it at this point. Then you go fight Rich Ashkar. This is the first time you ever lost by punches. Third round, what happened there? I just got put in a bad position, and I, I would scramble, get punched more, scramble, get punched more, and then I didn't stop fighting, but the ref's like, you had enough. Now, okay. Now, now, uh, now, during this time, are you still shuffling horse shit for work? No, no. I actually switched camps, and I went with Kurt Pellegrino at the time, and uh, it's probably one of the, it was probably the worst move I made in my career. Going with Pellegrino? Yeah, because he wanted to open a jiu-jitsu school where he made money instead of run a fight team like he was set proposed to us so he scooped up a lot of good fighters in the area because our team dismantled and destroyed a lot of careers so you went over there you were thinking it was gonna be a fight team instead it's a jiu-jitsu school it's a jiu-jitsu school and that's when i first put on the gi uh so so you're not training fighting anymore we were doing jiu-jitsu with like an hour of fight team practice at the end uh and how, how long does that last for I did it for about three years, four years until I had enough and went and found a new place. Where was the new place you found? Team Quest. Ah, so after that, you go out to California. Yeah, I'm like, I, I can't stick around and, and destroy my uh, MMA but, but, career. But you're still like, I see. Okay, so what? So I mean, when you fought Dom O'Grady and Chris Kennedy, were you a Team Quest or Pellegrinos? Pellegrinos. Okay, so you're still winning fights. Uh, Chris Kennedy, I went to a Team the Bomb Squad in upstate New York for that. Okay, oh, with John Jones. With John Jones when he was there at the time, yes. What was it like training with John Jones? Uh, he was cool. I like John. John's a cool cat. Uh, we actually went out for my. Uh, he took me out for my twenty third birthday out there. So we coke went, and strippers and no, and no. Yeah, it was. We almost got into a street fight and uh, and John thought this it was is in Binghamton. In uh, no uh, Ithaca. Ithaca. We, we almost got into a street fight. Somebody messed with John Jones. <laughs> And then Jersey came out of me, and I got in the guy's face, and John's like, wow, that's the first time anybody's ever done that for me. What? And I'm like, what? Uh, had your back in the scrap? Like, yeah, come on. We were going to have some Why would fun. anyone want to fight John Jones? What happened? We were just hanging out at a bar, and somebody just got come a little on. liquid this, this, courage. This story sounds a little No, a little, li- a little liquid John, courage. I had heard John Jones would go up to people and be like, I'm going to fuck your girlfriend tonight. Like, Is that what happened? This was This was... A pre-Jackson's John. This was you know? humble, John. This was humble. This is a boy who was actually um, get the outsider in Bomb Squad. Um, a lot of the guys kind of had him on the outside, and he didn't wasn't welcomed. At, at, really? Not by the coaches or anything, but by the team. Who was on the team? There was a guy named uh, WEC guy, John Frenchy, and 
they would fight a lot, and he was the popular one. And John was kind of the outsides. And John Frenchy was a popular guy. Yeah, John Frenchy was the wow, popular. Wow, talk about uh, backing the wrong horse on that one, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then a lot of the team would follow him, and John was on the outside. Although, like you know, like me, Leone was on the team. Out that Anthony Leone. He's okay. a New Yorker. He's was Aljamain Sterling on the team at that point? He was a youngin then. He would come in as a wrestler and, and come in and work with us. Okay. So that was before he started MMA. That was his first taste of MMA. Okay. So you and now were you, did you and Jones train together? Yeah, yeah. You guys sparred. I we didn't get to spar hard. We would do a lot more wrestling and grappling. How do you do against John Jones? You tap um, him. I caught him once in his living room on, on my birthday because he was talking shit to me. Okay, and you guys like, actually, oh, you talking shit to you? You guys what? Move, move the furniture. No, no, that cop moved in the middle of us. Uh, he just attacked me and. And uh, we're going, and he's like, oh, that rubber guard ain't shit, ain't shit. And we're knocking things over, and he's like, I don't care. This is my house. I paid for him. And I, I ended up, I, I forget what I pulled. I pulled him a go-go plot off on him. And he, was, and he taps? Yeah, he Look at you. You're the first guy to tap John Jones. Everyone here, MMA <laughs> Roasted, Tom Galicio, tap John Jones. Let everyone know. Put it all over the internet. Now, 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 when he tapped, was he was he cool about it, or was he like? Uh, yeah, he, he talked a little shit. John was cool guy. He was he was funny. He, he was like you know, just a shit talker, just just an everyday guy. Like you yeah, know, I actually buddy. met him like right when he beat Bonner, and he he got, couldn't he couldn't have been nicer. He was a cool, that was about the time I was with him when he beat Bonner and super nice, friendly, just yeah. charismatic, and then. I don't know if he changed or or if the illusion of him changed or the or the perception of him changed, but it wasn't the, the John. The, it wasn't the Jones of like I will literally kill you. It wasn't the guy that fought that with Cormier and all this stuff. It was a different guy. Well, absolutely. I mean, he was a, a kid who didn't really have nothing, and you got what are you a champ by twenty one? I mean, that's a lot to lay on him. Did I, his brothers train there too? No, I never met any of his brothers, but uh, he told me they were. They were just phenomenal athletes. Oh, yeah. Great wrestlers. Football. Now they're in the NFL. Yeah, you said one of them would be a really good fighter, too. I forget which one. Now, okay, so now now you're fighting Rick Hahn, 2010. At this point, you're living out in L.A. or in uh, Temecula? No. Um, it was about the time I got back with Kurt Pellegrino's gym. So Rick Hahn, by the way, great judo guy, right? That's his, Yeah. I mean, amazing judo. Uh, that, are you training judo for him? Or are, are you prepared? Uh, not as prepared as I should have been. I, like, I went back to Kurt's gym, which was a mistake, but, um, yeah, I got my, I, there was some point in the first round where he judo threw me and I got slammed on my head. I remember just seeing double for the rest of the fight. And then I, I remember going back, back to the hotel with a big headache until I puked. Have you ever been judo slammed before? Uh, it was I didn't really land on my back. I landed on my head. <laughs> my corner said they had a moment where they just looked at each other and went, ooh. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. Now, is, is Pellegrino in your corner? No, he didn't come out for that fight. I got one of my teammates. Guy it seems like you and Pellegrino aren't, didn't leave on great terms. No, it was never great terms, and I was always the one second-guessing it. He was kind of a dictator. And yeah. yeah. I just I remember him, him and that Nate Diaz fight where Nate – Put him in a triangle. He was doing good against and, Nate, and, and then and then flexed. That was one of the craziest things I've ever you seen. Gave, yeah, gave the middle fingers. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. But then, you, but then you still you win three in a row. You beat Reggie Pena, Aaron Meisner, Len Bentley. You know, you're, you're that was you're, all the tournament actually. That was the M1 Global tournament. 
Did you I, win that tournament? Yep, I won the U.S. tournament. I had the toughest guy every round. They would always put the toughest guy. I Where was they, his M1 Global tournament? Uh, they did uh, four tournaments, one in Asia, one in Eastern European, Eastern Europe, one in Western Europe, and one in the U.S. Where in the U.S.? Uh, this was done in Atlantic City. Atlantic City. M1 the, Global, which is a Russian organization. Yes, the how U.S. Do you, tournament. How do you get involved in this? They said, we want Tom. Really? Yeah, they knew, they found the good guys around the area. They wanted me. They picked Aaron Meisner. He was the Philly rep. I was the Jersey rep. Len Bentley was, I believe, Oregon. And uh, Reggie Pena was Florida. Wow. So uh, that so you win this. How much money do you win in this thing? Oh, shoot. I, I was a 1000 air from winning that. I will maybe won about $6,000 total. You won $6,000? Yeah. Which is still more than you ever made, probably. Yeah, the fights were like one and one. One, I think my... I won the finale at fifteen hundred and fifteen hundred. You win a tournament with the toughest guys, and you win one thousand dollars. One to fight, one to win. Yeah. Wow. Uh, gee, that's that's not good. But that's, yeah. but at the time, I guess two thousand ten. That still doesn't seem very. Uh, I mean, but do you have a big trophy? I got a glass trophy. You got a glass trophy, and I now are you working any other job at this point? I thought I made it. I thought I made it. I'm like, I won the M1 Global U.S. Tournament. Are you living by yourself? Yes, I was I was um, living with an ex at the time. An ex-girlfriend. Yeah. But how are you paying rent at this point? Uh, with that money. <laughs> with that money. And I was actually personal training. Personal training. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was personal training at that and, time. And, and if you're living with a girl, was it a serious girlfriend? Yeah, at the time. Uh, thank God I seriously got out of it. What, what happened there? Just, just not a good relationship. Was she hot? She could have been hotter. She, you know what? She was pretty hot, and then she got comfortable. I hate when that happens. Uh, oh, yeah. She she got comfortable. I've had girls do that to me. It's just like, it's not what I signed up for. And you, um, it, it, it happened so gradually, uh, you don't notice. You don't until, notice until you look at pictures of how, how they used to look. Until you notice. Yeah, like, then you're like, what happened here? Then you're like, i got to stop taking you out the public. Uh, well, not that, but they're always like, I need to lose weight. And then you're like, uh, I, 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 you know, in the beginning, you're like, no, you don't. You're fine. You're fine. Then you just stop answering. And you're like, <laughs> or you go, well, if it would make you feel better, like you try to phrase it where it's you're not a dick, but you're like, you need to lose weight. We all need to lose weight, or something where everyone, you know, because you don't just say yes, you do. That 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 would be no blowjobs forever, unless yeah. she's into that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, so then you're fighting Shamil Zavarov. Just sound, the guy just sounds like a maniac. He's actually Khabib's training partner. Oh God, where that fight take place? It took place place in Moscow, Russia. Um, if you fight for M1, let them make sure you fly out before three days before the fight. Is that what you? That's when you did it. They flew me out two and a half days before the fight. And how long is this trip? Uh, it was like a three-day trip. I mean, it was like twenty-hour flight. Oh, 16, 17 hours. Sixteen-hour flight. Now, what weight was this? One seventy. And how much? Was it hard to cut to one seventy? No, not too bad. So you, you get you get to Russia, and do they put you up in a nice hotel? Or? No, it wasn't very very nice. It was called the Aquarius. Um, we, me and my corner, each had a twin-size bed. Is it freezing? Yeah, it's freezing. Is freezing, it, is it, mud everywhere. Is it like Rocky Four when he gets there and it's like? Actually, everything was rich. It was rich. Oh yeah, I was the poor guy coming in. Okay, was, okay, so you, okay, so you get to Russia. You have three days now. Are you, are you a celebrity in this place? People know you. No, no, nobody knows me. I'm not a celebrity. Um, I uh, had trouble sleeping and I got my shit pushed in. Oh, you, you, you end up getting beat up by Shamil Zavarov yeah. in this one. Right. Okay. Now, 
Are you getting paid well? I think I made about two, three. I made about three thousand. Around three thousand dollars to fly to Russia, three days before. Yeah. Now, I mean, could you tell them, "Hey, I want to fly out two weeks before or a week before"? You know, maybe I, I could have been more vocal with management. I, I was still young, you know, and there was still a lot of learning. And I don't know if I would have been flown out a week or so later. I mean, earlier. Would there have been any different outcome or anything? Um, there was definitely things I had to uh, change in my life, and one of them was the camp. Okay, and you were still at Pellegrino's camp at this point? That, that was my last fight. Last fight. You're like, fuck this. No, okay. actually, I had one more after that. Oh, so then you fight Chris Curtis. Where, where was this fight? Philly. What, what, what organization? This was just a local organization. You beat up Chris C- Curtis real quick. Now you, now, okay, then you're like, I'm leaving Pellegrino. I'm going to Team Quest. Yes. Okay, but then you lose two. You lose to Daniel Madrid and David Gomez. Where were these fights in? One was over in one was for M one in uh, Arizona. Uh, that was when I switched to camp, and the other one was uh, was uh, locally in California. I was kind of you know you lose and you're scrambling to get a fight, and you know you're just making all the wrong moves. So no, are, are you second guessing yourself here? Like why did I leave? I lost two in a row. No, no, I I actually shortly after that I tore my knee. Ugh. And I had to get surgery, so a lot. It was a rough surgery. I tore my meniscus out. Uh, they had to reattach it, and so the big struggle there was if I could do this again. It wasn't, like, and it sucks when you get injured, especially with losses, because that's the last thing you remember. Now, not only are you broken, you got to remember that. Like, oh, the last thing I did was lose two in a row. Now you walk into Team Quest, right? Uh, Dan Henderson's the coach. Now, do they accept you here? Did you have a tooth at that point? Uh, I lost my tooth in fourth grade. I fell off my bicycle. And so you haven't had a tooth in fourth grade? I had a flipper. After, okay, so you walk in with no tooth. I had my flipper. Oh, in the flipper, into Team Quest. Is everyone, are people nice to you? Or do they like you? Or are they like, who the fuck's the new I guy? I came about three weeks after Ashley Yoder, uh, who's getting ready to, UFC fighter, getting ready to fight on Mackenzie, Mackenzie Dern. Yeah. I'm sure you talked about that last podcast. Yep. So I just got stuck with her. They're like, oh, you go with the girl. You go with the girl. <laughs> so there was about three days with that till somebody turned to me and said, who are you? <laughs> and then after that, they started working me, with me, and I started tapping a lot of people out. And they're like, oh, this guy's a really good grappler. This guy's good. The people know, So no one knows about your M1 experience? Nobody no, knows. no, I'm just some guy. Nobody knows anything about you. Why did you pick Team Quest? They picked up my phone call. So yo, you were calling other camps too? Yeah, I made a list of camps. So you had Jackson, ATT, AKA. I, I first called everywhere with fighter ca- fighter um, housing. So I was trying to get with Duke Rufus. They never picked up my calls, never returned my emails. Then I spoke with somebody about Vondelay Silva's. He never picked up my calls, didn't return my emails. Then I tried American, not American top team. I tried uh, AKA, same story. And then I was discouraged for a while. I was like, man, does nobody want me? Am I just not good? Like, what else is out there? Yeah, you have a good record at this point. I mean, decent I, record. I don't know. I, I, you are know, you saying, I fought here, I fought there? I fought, are you giving I'm a- trying. Nobody's even giving me the time to listen. But uh, but in the emails, are you explaining who you are? Yeah, I, I put everything out on paper. Just nobody's picking up or, or answering. And I'm second-guessing myself because all I know is New Jersey. Right. So I don't know. I wasn't even flying, really, at the time. But I called... Dan's gym, and then Heat Sims picked up, and he's like, oh, what's your record? I think I was like 14 and 5 at the time. 
I'm like 14 and 5. He's like, oh, good, amateur, pro. And I'm like, oh, I'm pro. He's like, oh, wow, well, why don't you come out here? I said, sure, when? He's like, whenever you want. We'll have housing set up for you. Three days later, I was out with no housing set up. No housing set up. Nothing so, was set up. So where did you where did you live? I lived inside the Best Western. <laughs> so you're paying rent. You're paying uh, hotel fees. Hotel rent. You know how that gets. Wow. So that's like eighty bucks. It could be a hundred bucks a day. Especially yeah, it's about hundred. In Temecula, bucks. it's expensive because of the wine country and everything else. Yeah, and I wasn't there for wine. Right. So you're spending a hundred dollars a day out of your own money. Do you have any money saved? Yes, I was going to open a gym before, and then I was like, you know what? Let, I want to go with a, to a mega gym before right. I, I stop because everybody says once you open a gym, you're done, right. which I, I don't necessarily think is true. So It's like opening up a comedy club. Once you open a comedy club, you're no longer is that Is that really how it goes? Uh, it's very hard. I, I've seen so many comics open up comedy clubs, and before you know it, they're not doing comedy. They're just running the club. And then they be, and then they become comedy club owners. So uh, they're just GMs then. Yeah, and it's just because it's just it's you're around comedy all the time. You don't want it's like you don't want to be where you work all the time. And then also it's just you're more concerned with keeping the roof up open than you are with the actual art of comedy. Oh, yeah. um, which probably I'm sure this gym is kind of a similar principle. I heard that. I heard that. Or if you work at the gym where you train, sometimes if you're there all day, it yeah, definitely get you don't want to be there any longer. So okay, so you, so now so now you're living in the Best Western for how long are you living here for? About a week till I found a cheaper hotel room. <sighs> and Ashley Yoder, is she, is she nice to you? Or I mean, you're not even she's one fifteen, you're one seventy. Why are you? Are you guys? Are you just working technique with her? Yeah, we were working technique, and um, yeah, I just got stuck. I, but she's hot though. Yeah, I know. That I, mean, I mean, are you crushing on her at all? Or are you like, you know what? Uh, I'm not really getting a. a a training partner that's pushing me, but at least I got a hot chick. Well, yeah, that well, I, w- I was there for uh, for work, so uh, right. I always try to separate the gym. And yeah, yeah, uh-huh. romance. Okay, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> okay, so ask, so I mean, are you going live with Ashley Yoder? Uh, shoot, it's been so long. I think we were going a little live, but you got to take it easy. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're pulling your pun. You're not going to knock her out. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's so. going to hate you with the gym. Everyone's like, oh, who the fuck's this guy? So, yeah. I mean, so you go to Team Quest. At that point, Team Quest is you, Sam Alvey, uh, Henderson's running it. Yeah, Frankie Lester was there from the Ultimate Fighter, Richie Witts, and they're both from Dan's season. Uh, Fernando Gonzalez, he's our longtime quester. He's actually getting ready to fight in this casino. Bellator, yeah, he's he's good. Uh, He'll be and, coming tonight, I think, coming to your show. Oh, nice! And H- I got a crew coming. Thank you, uh, Hector Lombard. I wasn't there for Hector Lombard. It's Tarek Safadine. Tarek Safadine. So it's a good bunch of people, and you're stuck with Yoder. Yeah, Yoder. So eventually, someone says, "Hey, why don't you go with who's the first person that you went against? People realize you were good." Fernando Gonzalez. Okay, he and goes, he's very good too. So me and him had a good round. But he's he was he goes to a beat of his own drum. So he was just open to chat with me. And now, are you, now do you go live against Gonzalez? Yeah, yeah. Now, do you feel like because sometimes like when I'm even in a boxing class, if I go to a new boxing gym and I see the instructor watching me, I want to kind of put it on and show like that I could act, or wrestling that I'm. I'm are you, is that pressure on you to perform? There was definitely pressure to perform, but Fernando's good. We had a, a good go. And Did you tap Fernando? No. Fernando's good. Okay. So I, I, Fernando caught me first before I caught him. Okay. But, but people are realizing, though, like, I remember when I went up against uh, Eric Bradley. Uh, Eric Bradley was like a – he trained with um, – Yeah, I know Eric yeah, Bradley. Yeah, yeah. Me and, me and Eric Bradley went, and he was fucking me up, but I was holding my own enough to the point where people afterwards were like, 
Eddie Bravo was like, who'd you wrestle for? People wanted to know where I wrestled because I was doing well enough against him. He's so, a good wrestler. Yeah, he was amazing. So was it kind of similar with you where even you were going up against these big guys but holding your own? So people knew that well, you were... No, I was doing really well against the room when I was there. Um, um, and then especially when jiu-jitsu came, um, I would also do all the classes too because I, I just love doing MMA, especially coming just to the gi stuff. I would do all the classes. So attention was – it was starting to get known. Uh, I went with Frankie Lester actually, and I was catching him left and right, and he ran off. Teeth Sims, he's like, who is this guy? Why is he so good? This, that, the other. And then he's like, oh, no, he's got a lot of experience, and, and he's really good at jiu-jitsu. Then he fucked me up on the feet, so – yeah, yeah, you know, it was a give. It was definitely give and take. Where I I showed them a lot of things, and but there was also a lot of me gun fucked up too. So it, it, I I'm no hero by any means. No, but you, but at the same time, you're walking into a new gym. A lot of people who listen to this show have that similar experience of walking. In, I mean, you just left New Jersey. Everything you knew. Now, did you and your girlfriend break up, or did you try to make it work by coastal? No, I was like, you gotta go. You, you, you said you gotta go. Yeah, it was like you gotta go. Now out here, any any luck with the girls out here? Oh yeah, I, I, I. It took me a little bit to get to the California game. Yes. You know, definitely different than East Coast game, but once you just realize they're a little bit dumber, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> Now, were you working at the... Now, you got a job here at the casino? I originally got a job bouncing. Bouncing here, here at the casino? No, no, at some uh, some bar that needed a bar rescue. Any uh, any any fights out there? Did you get any fights as a bouncer? Uh, no, but me and Jesse Taylor b- broke up a lesbian fight. No and, way. Uh, yeah. Did, were they going at it? Oh, yeah. There was like a lesbian gang fight in the parking lot. One group of lesbians beef with the other group of lesbians. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. I lived with a lesbian... Uh, a few actually. Michelle Old is that? Uh, no, uh, I think she's bisexual, right? Yeah, so she doesn't technically count. She's she uh, switches teams constantly. Right. So, so I don't know. And uh, there was another one I lived with, and they're crazy. Now, Michelle Old, by the way, has been on our podcast. She said she likes taking straight guys and having sex with them in their butt with a strap on. Uh, that was like her thing. Were you witness to any of that? Did you, were you around when that happened? No, I lived with her actually for a short time. But uh, you know, I I lived on the bottom of the steps. Uh, I, I no. no, you didn't <laughs> hear any guys yelling in pain coming from her room or or. She didn't really have a guy at the time. I was in there, but in the transition. Were you there? She, was she was dating Tanya Evinger? I was after Tanya. Right. But she had another girlfriend at the time, so I was that era. What's she up to? Have you talked to her recently? Uh, no, I haven't got to chat with her recently. I like her. Yeah, she's a cool chick. She is a cool chick. She's actually really funny. I I don't think girls are very funny. <laughs> some girls are funny. Some girls some are, guys fun. are funny. But I, I hear she, you. She is. She's a funny chick. She is really funny. She's got a really good sense of humor. So then you beat. All right. So then finally you beat Ted J- David Johnson and you beat Kurt Southern. You fought him twice. Twice in uh, in January and then in May 2014. And you beat him with a rear naked choke. Twice. Why? Why are you fighting the same guy twice? Because <laughs> I missed weight by point two. Um, it was for the MFC title. Um, you in Edmonton, you only get one step. Right. So I was first time cutting to fifty five. I weighed stepped on the scale one fifty five point two, and then they're like, "You're done. This is for a oh. this is for a title fight for Kurt now. If you win, you get a rematch." So you won, but he still had the belt. 
Now, were you working for that that crazy promoter? What's his name? Mark Pavlovich. Mark Pavlovich. Yeah. Yeah. What? I, I, he's like a wannabe. Uh, he's funny. He see, he was telling me he came on the show. He said that he could beat up eighty percent of the UFC in boxing. Uh, I had never seen him box before, but uh, that's what he, I, he 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 has a lot to say. That guy. He's like a wannabe Mark Cuban to me. Yeah, yeah. He, like he, like a diet. <laughs> like like. I liked him though. I did like him. There's something. He didn't like, like me. He didn't like you. Why? <laughs> Because I missed weight by point two. By, really? And that's why? Oh, yeah. He's like, if I would have lost a fight, I, he would have embarrassed me online. and put. He's like, we already got the news article written out. Oh, my God. He's like, God. you saved your job. Oh. Like, okay, Mark Cuban Jr. So you, beat, so you beat him. Then you beat, then you beat Mike Flatch. Where do you beat Mike Flatch? Uh, that's uh, to get into the Ultimate Fighter house. Okay. Get in the Ultimate Fighter house. But, oh, this is the first time you're on the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. So this is season what? 22. Connor and uh, Alpha Male. Oh, Uriah. yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Now, uh, what do you think of Conor McGregor? He's a character, man. He's funny. Do you ever actually talk to him one-on-one? Yeah, yeah. He was, he's very respectful, um, especially if you're a good fighter. He's respectful to you. Um, uh, he was cool, but he's a character, man, full of energy. Uh, How do you think he does against Khabib if they fight? I think he does well. But you know what? I, I kind of said that too, and and I want Khabib to win. I just feel like Khabib has his head up, straight up, yes, chin straight up, no head movement, and he comes forward and comes forward. And Connor hits so fucking hard. No one throws a straight punch in that division better than Connor. I I think uh, power and speed, and I think he'll be able to plant one of them. He's got three to five chances depending on how many rounds there is. Right. That's. I almost think Ferguson's a harder match for McGregor than Khabib is. Uh, I agree. Uh, I agree. I think uh, I got crucified for saying that too on Facebook. I, I, I honestly, I, I love the way Khabib fights, and I, and I, I'm a huge Khabib fan. I just that Michael Johnson was hitting him, and yeah. Michael Johnson is not as doesn't hit as hard as Connor. And you look at you know people are I think people are disillusioned by the way the Mayweather McGregor fight went because they they forget that it was boxing gloves yeah and they forget that that McGregor Mayweather is the best defensive fighter in the history of boxing you know so then you 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 go well he couldn't knock out Mayweather yeah if they were had four ounce gloves and he didn't happen to and it was in an MMA fight he probably would have knocked out well, he would have destroyed Mayweather. He's also uh, he was also working a lot of boxing, so to think his straight punch hasn't gotten better, it's not like he's been inactive. He's just been inactive from MMA. Now, probably his wrestling defense has gone down a little bit, but I, I think where he wins is that straight shot. I yeah, I I, I, I hate to say it, I, I I don't want it to happen, but shit, Khabib goes. I mean, his chin was way up in the air. And he was walking forward. And walking forward, exactly. Uh, so then you fight Marcin Raz. Is that the, on the Ultimate Fighter yes. House? You lose that fight. And then Andrew McGinnis. What fight? Where was that fight? That was in Canada. At MFC again? Uh, no, that was another promotion. It was a one and done. One and done. Okay. So at this point, you lose two. Are you considering hanging it up? I had to get surgery after that. On I, what? I tore my shoulder. <sighs> And, and a little bit of the bicep, same side that had work on the now. Now, is this when you start the candy business? Yes. So how do you start a candy business? Talk to me about this. Okay, well, uh, I was broke, and I lo- I had money saved up from the Ultimate Fighter, and I had to get two surgeries. You did pay for yourself? or you have No, I, or? I had it covered because I injured it at some point on the show, even though I went and fought with injured after that. And then I... Um, I was like, I'm never going to let this happen again. 
So I uh, said, what can I start that's I could start with a little bit of money? And then I was Are like, we talking about like a little bit of money, 10000 20000 What's a little two, bit of money? Two, three hundred dollars. Two or three hundred dollars? Yeah. Okay. So I find a, a couple machines. I get them out. And then I go save up a little bit more. What do you mean money. you get them? You get them out where? Like, you, like, what, what do you I, find these machines? Craigslist. Craigslist. People Craigslist. are selling candy machines. People are selling candy machines on Craigslist. Right. So I go. I find some cheap ones. Um, I get. I get two. I get my first one out. So I get a little juice. So I'm like, all right, I need a little more. So I'd get some money. What do you mean, you, co- do you, mean you get it out? Like you go. You go to a bar. And I you- go to a business and I'll say, hey, I run a candy service. You see this break room? It's shit. You don't have any form of food or anything to entertain kids. I'm going to put a candy machine in here for free. For free? Yeah, no cost to you. I just keep what's in that, and my service keeps your guests in the waiting room And how happy. much did you pay for this candy machine? Paid, I found one for 50 bucks. 50 bucks. So, okay, so $200, 50 bucks. Now, you, you have to go stock up with candy, though. Yeah. So then that's another 50 bucks. Yeah, about 50 bucks. $100, right? But you're saying whatever the candy comes out is yours. Is mine. Okay. So I keep that. Now, how do you know that they're being honest? Oh, I, I got the keys to the thing. Not everybody's got the keys. Ah, okay. I'm the only one with the keys. Right, okay. And, and uh, you know, it, it's all in my area. So I, the first businesses I'm pr- approaching are friends. Right. You know, people I know to just kind of get my pitch down. Right. And some of my friends were saying no. <laughs> okay, so you're like, you need a candies machine. Boom. You figure I can make... Three hundred dollars off this candy in like a yeah. month. It cost it cost me fifty bucks. So I'll make two fifty, but I'll come back. So then now I'm making two fifty in a couple weeks. Boom. And it's not a couple weeks. I I then realize now this candy moves extremely slow. Okay. So like maybe uh, I'll see my money's worth in six months at a slow location. You know where I make a profit. Right. But the idea is to get more out there and make your money work for you. Because I said I'm thirty. I got to start making my money work for me. What the fuck can I do with $200 right. and food stamps? Okay. And this actually worked? It's worked. I got 50 out there now. Now you have 50. Now, do you always let it out for free? Do you always? Is it? Is it I don't is, charge anybody. Okay. So you say, you go up to a bar, you say, listen, or a place, hey, this place, people want candy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will put this in there. Just, I get to keep the candy. And people are like, fuck it. Why not? And, and now you're making, so now with this thing, is it? I mean, we're talking about a th- couple thousand a month you're making on this thing? No, no. I, I probably clear close to a thousand a month on there. A thousand a month, which is still, I mean, a thousand bucks for doing nothing. I mean, not doing nothing for, now where are you getting these, these candy machines? Craigslist. Always on Craigslist. Always. I am a Craigslist wheeler and Why dealer. are so many people selling candy machines on Craigslist? Because it didn't work out for them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. That's, 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 wow. That's kind of a genius move. Well, I like to think now, now you, the world's now a famous. Thou- a thousand total or a thousand each machine? No, a thousand. I, no, not a thousand each machine. I'll probably, with all the machines, i probably clear about a thousand. I got a route out in Orange County. It's still with, an extra 12,000 a month. Yeah. But, but you have to get the machine to the places. It's not hard. It's, I can lift it up. Well, not anymore. But, but I, So you get a U-Haul? No, I, I load them up in the back of my uh, SUV. They're not very big. They're not like, very, okay. Now, now, okay, and then are you, now, are you stacking it with uh, uh, everything? Or, you know, you go and you get in the I whole do about Snickers three selections. It's all bulk candy, so it's those quarter ones. You turn oh, on so those. I'm, I'm thinking like you're thinking Snickers and, and no, this. no. Oh, it's the ones. I, I'm uh, the poor man. Oh, it's the ones, the little ones. It's like the 
Yeah, those are disgusting because you don't know who put their hands underneath. Uh, but I still eat them. <laughs> but when you're drunk and stuff, you're like, okay, all right, yes. Yeah, I, I do a good job of cleaning them out. That's oh, that, okay, that's good. I, I, I'm I'm on my shit. I like it. That's okay. Now, when you were on the Ultimate Fighter, did your business go up? People contact you. It, it did. It did. I wish I would have put a little bit of an on hold, but a lot of it, a lot came at once. Okay, a lot came at once. Hey, I want a candy machine in my store. Yeah, yeah, a lot came at now, once. Now, do they require you to deliver it? I deliver it, yes. Every time? Yeah, of course. I ain't going to pay anybody to deliver it. Right. But what if someone's in, like, Oregon and they want a machine? You're like, I, can't, I can only do... I can only do close to <laughs> you it. You can only do California. Okay. I, like, I, I still keep their whole t- hopes up. I'm like, oh, maybe we'll come out there one day. Right, 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 right. With n- no intentions of going to Oregon. You got to figure out a way to get, like, uh, your face on it. Like, like if it's a, like a picture of you and then like your mouth and like toothless Tom's candy. I got, I actually got stickers. Cause I think that like, if you have something where it's like yours, people know it's, oh, that, that, that's, that's Tom's candy. Yeah. I actually have stickers made and I, I thought I bought them up. They're in my car. So you're going to be getting them at the show oh, tonight. Good. No, I, like I gave it. you, a, I bought you a couple stickers Thank with you. my toothless face on and i got you some uh, uh marijuana so <laughs> now so now you now you go into the, the house you fight eddie gordon now eddie gordon tall everyone's I, I, like when that fight was announced I, I i love you tom but i was like shit this is this is gonna be a hard fight for eddie for tom because eddie gordon's so big so strong so powerful i watched him just murder people and and you just you killed him you killed him in like in like a minute uh, was everybody shocked in the house? I'll tell you what. Uh, Gilbert actually came up to me after the, the fight. He's like, hey, thank Gilbert you for Melendez? getting... Melendez? No, Gilbert Smith. Oh, Gilbert Smith, yeah. He's like, hey, thanks for getting rid of Eddie. That was... Good job, bud. You did us all a favor. <laughs> oh, okay. Because he was worried about him, or...? He said that he was one of the guys top on the list that he wanted, that he thought was potential. Now, did you notice people giving you a different kind of respect, though, afterwards? People start all of a sudden, like... After you t- took him out in one minute, or that was everyone like, do people want to train with you more to figure out what you were going to do, or do people? Co- I mean, what was the the vibe? Uh, well, everybody was happy because we were all Team TJ still, so it was like, keep it going, good job. Um, people who know me weren't so surprised. Like Jesse, Jesse's like, I went with him in uh, the tryouts. I think you got him. Right. But um, and then I actually surprised a lot of people in the tryouts like where they were going that's actually why tj picked me so i was submitting a lot of people in our tryout session he's like this kid's pretty good were you surprised that tj beat cody no 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 i i think uh i was surprised how he beat him i knew cody i thought cody would have the advantage standing up and the first round it did look like cody had the advantage standing up i thought he was going to use that up down you know fake the shot come up fake the shot come up strategy to get him down and probably submit him. I didn't realize he would use it to fake a kick and, and land it. Right. And Cody looked like he was pretty hip to knowing which shots were coming with the fake. And he had TJ reaching at times and for him. I was. Uh, I just thought, the thing about Cody, I thought it might have been just too fast, too soon. He went from literally being like an unknown guy to all of a sudden beating Dominic Cruz to getting having the fiancé to Team Alpha Male to this to that. And I... I he, I noticed even from my own, like, texting him, like, I wasn't getting any responses back from him. And I'm like, wait a minute, like, th- maybe this is, this might be, you start believing your own hype a little bit. Uh, and there was, TJ had no pressure on him. Well, you got to know who you surround yourself with, too. When we were there, Cody was uh, friends with Mike Tyson and had 
big famous people around him, you know, like Jay Cutler, and was definitely getting that. TJ, um, besides his team, for his birthday, old college wrestling buddies came out, so it was good to still keep a, see him keeping it real. And you yeah. got to watch who you surround yourself with. Those people leave you so quick. So quick. So quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, now 1,000%. You beat Justin Edwards same way. Now, after, after that, are you, are you thinking to yourself, I, I, I got this? Like this, I, actually I was like, all right, it's going to be me and Jesse in the finals. Me and Jesse. Were you worried about that? No, that would best. That's the best case scenario. Me and I was worried about us not fighting in the finals because because you know Jesse's a wrestler, but he's open to a lot of submissions and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've trained with the guy. He, he's a great fighter, and but, but he's, you're right. he's a handful. So Diego Lima, that 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 was a close fight. That was a close fight. Uh, were you surprised that Diego got smashed by Jesse? Uh, kind of. It's hard to say because I fought Diego, and he, I got my shit pushed in a little. Uh, you know, I could gladly say I got beat up, but I thought it would have been a little bit more competitive. Right. Yeah. Then he kills, and then so now, so now we're taking us to right here. Uh, now, you the UFC said now they 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 cut you after that, which I think is bullshit. Okay. I mean, you went two and two in your last fights. You beat you beat an Ultimate Fighter winner, and then didn't just to make the the finals, the Ultimate Fighter. I don't know. He had a good run. He beat Near and he he beat somebody else. He beat who? Josh Near. Josh Near. Yeah, yeah. Good fight. I mean, you're right there. Uh, you you lose to James Krause and, and Diego Lima, but the, you know you're a, you're a handful for anybody. Were you surprised the Ultimate Fighter didn't pick you up? Yeah, especially if it was at 170 this season. I'm a 55er, and I've been fighting a little heavy most of my career. I think with time, everybody kind of came down and cut weight more. You know, it was different 2006 to 2016. So I've had a lot of success at 55. I thought they would at least give me a shot at 55. I, I can't say I'm not bummed. I thought I had it. And I probably would have did things differently if they would have just said, hey, listen, you're cut. Instead of waiting six months and sending USADA to my house. Is that what happened? Well, USADA came two weeks before I was cleared. Everything was cleared. Um, when we called them to look for a fight... They said they no longer needed my services. And oh. what what made you think uh, that you were in the UFC? It's like, well, you saw it. It came that my management said, well, you saw it was at his house. This newsletter in September said, welcome Tom Galicchio, James Kraut, not James Kraut, Diego Lima, and Jesse Taylor to the UFC. So there was definitely all signs were pointing that I was in the UFC. And then so they see a letter saying, welcome to the UFC? It was like in the newsletter. They like had a newsletter that was emailed. I was getting USADA updates every day. Um, of, of Did you try reaching out to Dana or to Sean? No, I, I, Sean, my management reached out to Sean, and Sean said I was cut. And they're like, we think he's a nice guy, but we got to give someone else a shot. Fuck that. I, I mean, I thought I built up enough fan base and notoriety. You have a huge fan base, and it's you're fighting in a weight class above. Yeah, I mean, Kraus is a 55 or two. So, I mean, I guess I did technically lose that 55. To, yeah, but Kraus, I mean, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, Kraus I guess. Kraus is what, 8 and 1 in the UFC or something? I mean, he's. He's got a good record, and um, he was he's definitely a contender. I, I went in there and fought a contender, which is what I wanted to do. In fact, if I would have won, I would have probably called out Khabib because I'm not in there to, to not fight the best guys. And that, but that's ridiculous. I mean, that's so stupid. I, so, so now, uh, who's, who's, who's your manager now? Uh, Sam's wife, McKee Sullivan. 
Sam. Oh, Sam Alvey's well, wife. Sam Alvey's wife. Oh, the one that was uh, the top model. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's so hot, by the way. Um, anyway, so all right. So you're. Uh, fuck. So have you reached out to Bellator? To PDF, Bellator or? hasn't returned my uh, calls or anything. Um, I was hoping to get on this card here before this happened, before right. the injury happened. But uh, yeah, they didn't return any of my calls. KSW was flirting with the idea. But then they decided against it. That's Poland? Yeah, that's Poland. And um, the fans spoke on Twitter. I put it out there. And they, I mean, I wanted to get in that World Series tournament. Ray Sefo didn't return anything. So I think as of now, I'm just going to try to win a couple and get back into the UFC and screw the other organizations. If they don't want me and they're not going to make an offer, it is what it is. Nah, I'll I fight don't know. Locally. That World Series tournament's like a million-dollar winner or something, right? Yeah, I thought that I could That could change be. your life. <laughs> All right, so fans, you want the fans to reach out to Ray Sefo? Well, I, I think it's a little too late for me to get in that million dollar uh, tournament. I, I am. Well, I don't know what the rate they're going. They're not going to start till 2020. Um, so when's your? When are you back training? I'll be back on the mat March 1st. My doctor says that's ambitious, but I'll be back March 1st. Back on the mat. Okay. All right. All right. And then you now. Uh, now, last time we worked together in Vegas, you were doing stand-up comedy. Yes. Uh, yes. Are, you, are, you, are you working on that? Are you practicing? Yeah, yeah. I uh, got something coming up in Burbank at Flappers. Nice. Uh, they're doing an improv show, but they have two uh, comedians. I'll be one of them. When's that? Uh, the 16th. Of January 16th? Yeah, it'd be Tuesday. You'll probably be at the Dime, right? Yeah, come by the Dime afterwards, do a set. It'd yeah. Be, or, or before, or whenever it is. What? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. a little warm-up. <laughs> I, I, I had a show on, uh, where was I? It was last week. It was actually... At the, at the Ice House on a Thursday. That's a good club. I love it, but they always put this magician before me. Last oh. time they put a magician before me, the guy had a duck. He put out a real live duck for his closer, and I had to go out there, and I'm like, I'm calling PETA. Right? That was like my opener because people loved it. This time another magician came on, and I'm like, because no one wants to follow the magician. Why? Because they always put me on. It's different energy, and you know. Aren't the magicians like, isn't that what's frowned upon in comedy? Kind of. I don't really care. It's just kind of weird because they're having people come up and doing like, you know, sawing them in half or whatever they're doing yeah. or picking a card or it's taking. not like Penn and Teller so this is probably some magician that's uh, no it's a, it's a good magician it's a good but I went up there and I was like oh I used to love magic as a kid and then he got AIDS <laughs> that, was, that was my opener and people were laughing and then at the same time shocked and groaning but it was I was actually happy with that opener so that's that was, a good one that's yeah a good yeah one. It, was, it was I like got it back to comedy what about great. puppets uh look to my opinion is if whatever you do if you make it work you make it work like okay. Carrot Top Kills it. He's making six million a year in Vegas. That's okay. a lot more than I'm making. Um, <laughs> Jeff Dunham murdering it. Uh, the other guy who won America's Got Talent. Uh, you know, there are people who suck at it though, and the people who suck at jokes. I mean, yeah. same with singing and impressions. If you can kill it, you can kill it. You know. So. I see. You know what? There is a magician I like though. There's one magician that like gets to pass with me. That's Who's the that? amazing Jonathan. Yeah, he's good. He's good. I seen him at Aces. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's good. He's he's really good. I was at Aces. I did a comedy there. I've seen you there at Aces before. But then they, I was there when the the mic went out. I do an hour set with no microphone there. And <laughs> I, I, and there I did for that. I did great. And then they didn't call me back. I'm like fuckers. That place shut down. Oh, is that what happened? No. Oh. Yeah, they moved it and then they tra somebody trashed it and they're like, all right, I've had enough with comedy. That happens a lot, actually. Yeah, I, it's sad. It's sad. It happens a lot. I did a show one time. I was in Northern California and the guy was going off on Trump. And a Mexican woman stood up and was like, I love Trump. You leave our president alone. 
and then he, he called her like a cunt and then it just got in, almost got into a fight and then a black guy got mad at her mad at him for disrespecting the it was like the most surreal thing it was like a white guy putting down Trump a Mexican woman getting offended and a black guy getting offended that like he called the girl a bitch it was like <laughs> if anything it shows you how far we're along as a country where like these are the like people are just people and not really taking you know everybody's offended though, every right? oh, like, it's, it's it's so hard like, to count. it's unbelievable it really is unbelievable where like the com the com all the comedians are saying it's harder crowd than ever you know what it's it's not necessarily the it's the phones that kill you because oh. everyone records it and then you you say one thing and then they take it out of context and put it online and all of a sudden that thing you didn't see the the 50 you know some lady like heckles the whole time and then you call her a bitch at like at, you know minute 59 out of the hour and that all they see is you calling some woman a bitch and then all of a sudden your show gets yanked and like y you get dropped and you lose your sponsors Louis CK got hit pretty hard too uh, well yeah that was but I, I, I personally there's been a lot of scandals in Hollywood this one I don't feel bad about I don't feel bad uh, like you know he's not come on there, there's With a lot this, worse a lot there, worse a lot worse you know that's the thing you can't I don't put it on the level of of, of Weinstein Cosby, no. the other guy, the guy who, the, the new guy who, who did that movie, whatever, it was accused of rape. Uh, you know what he did was was not nice or cool, and you know like respectful and yeah, and you know it was rude, and but not that, not that level. Uh, and, no, you know, no, no I, I'll so. still go to a show and I'm still a fan, so it's like I'm with all the bad things I read it. I was like, oh, this. And he did ask. He, he did ask. He, hey, is it okay if I masturbate in front of you? Uh, but that's still not. What well, you they should... did go back to his room after the show. They went to his room. Yeah. I mean, like, come on, like all signs. And then he asked. I mean, he, I think that's a pass. First of all, he asked you to go I back think to the room. Also, though, he lied about it. He said it didn't happen, and then their careers were like they were like put on blast for trying to take him down. And I think that is wrong. Like, if he would have just said, when they said it. If he would have said, yes, I did that, that was wrong. What did he say, like, a few years before? Because I know what I've been reading, he admitted to everything. He admitted everything. to it way after. Oh, okay. Like, okay. when all this came out. At the beginning, he, he, like, denied it. But push comes to shove. You're, hey, come back to my room after the show. And you're back at the room and say, hey, I'm going to jerk off right now. Um, do you mind? <laughs> and they're like, no. Well, you kind of didn't really do anything wrong. Is it appropriate, though? But then he was like, he had a, a wife that was pregnant. No, that, he, that's and then, wrong. And then, and then he asked a girl on set, hey, can I jerk go off in front of you? And then he was having meetings with writers where he was jerking off in front of them. <laughs> like, I mean, this, the things you shouldn't do. Well, that you know what? Maybe all signs point to it because like a good 60% of his jokes are about But when I worked off. on Playboy, uh, I was the warm-up comic for the Playboy channel. And the guy, the guy who was in charge was saying that these two girls, Jesse Jane and Kirsten Price, who are like the hottest porn stars ever at that time, were like masturbating in front of him during the writing meeting, and, and <laughs> like, and if they were doing that when I was, I I wouldn't have objected to it. Like, but at the other people don't like that. <laughs> well, apparently double standards are wrong now. So, but what, they, they also, uh, you know, he could, but they, but he should have said, "Hey, stop it, put it away." If you, I, yeah. I don't know, man, I, it's not something you should do. <laughs> you know, that's uh, yeah. It's just a weird fetish. It's, a, it's, it, it's just a weird fetish. Of I guess at the workplace that was also, but this wasn't at the, this was at the hotel. But I think him denying it and that's what made it wrong. That's what made and, and then, having a and wife. then them getting kind of blackballed for it. 
Okay. That's yeah. sort of. Yeah, that's kind of wrong. But I don't know. I, I hear you, though. I hear you. Uh, so what do you got coming up, Tom? Just got my show in Burbank. Going to get some more uh, candy machines out there. And- so if I want a candy machine in my bar and I live in Southern California or my club or my restaurant or my house, uh, what do I do? Find me. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. But Tom, how? What's your... Th- yeah. to- at Tom Galicchio, T-O-M-G-A-L-L-I-C-C-H-I-O. Or you can find us at KO Candy. That's KO Candy. If you can't spell that, you probably don't have a business. <laughs> nice. And uh, okay, so then uh, next week I will be in Arizona at the House of Comedy. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, hit me up if you want comps uh also i'm at the dime bar monday and tuesday and the laugh factory this wednesday night in hollywood laugh factory the following thursday friday and saturday i am in seattle at the comedy underground recording my new cd and then the the, after week after that i am in uh calgary at the comedy cave if you're in calgary uh thank you tom thank you for listening thank you speedweed um, and I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of the weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. Trap songs and trap dance songs. Tune songs to hook them door-pull-down. Tavis told them door-pull-down. Yeah, yeah, yeah.